Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. It is my goal each and every week to put out content that makes you a better insurance professional. And I plan to do that by introducing you to my friends in this business. And it must be doing something right because our numbers continue to grow. And that's all thanks to you. Thank you for your likes and your shares and telling your friends about it. Thank you for downloading and for subscribing and all those wonderful things. It really means a lot to me. And also thank you so much for your emails. Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. It's so encouraging to know that there's people out there that are enjoying the show. Thank you so much for the feedback. And if you have a guest you'd like to hear on the show or a topic that you'd like for me to discuss, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. And that's what my guest today did. My guest today is Tiffany Greist. She reached out to me a couple of months ago and asked what it took to be a guest on the show. And I told her, and she asked if she could come on. In full transparency, I wasn't quite sure. But she is tenacious, and she kept coming after me and kept coming at me. And she is so passionate about what she did and what she does, sorry, that I had to at least, you know, have a phone call with her. And uh, during our very first conversation, I had to go and hit record. She's got a good story. She's very passionate about what she does. I really think it'll resonate with you guys. She is the owner of Your Empowerment Strategies. She is an empowerment strategist. She loves working with insurance agents. In fact, her company is designed around the insurance industry because she is passionate about the psychology of selling. And I don't want to get too much into it because I would love to get straight to our conversation. So it is without further ado, my conversation for the very first time, Miss Tiffany Greist. Tiffany Greist, how you doing? Hey, Heath. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad we're finally on the phone after several emails back and forth. Uh, it's good to see you and good to finally put a face with a name. Yeah, for sure. For sure. My first guest that I didn't know prior to, so this should be a lot of fun. So, <laughs> I audience, so. You'll get to, yeah, you'll get to meet Tiffany the same way I do. So um, I was fascinated and I will have to put this out on blast. I tell my audience every week, I, I respect your feedback and I want your feedback. And uh, Tiffany pushed back on me a little bit. And so I appreciate that. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, as we get to know each other, why don't you walk me down memory lane and tell me a little bit about yourself and we'll get into this a little bit and why you pushed back on me. Sounds good. So I'm going to start with my background insurance, which happened about 10 years or actually 13 years ago. Um, I started with a company called Hewitt Associates at the time, which then became Aon Hewitt, which is Aon now as the mergers and acquisitions took place. And the reason I started within that organization was because my prior background was in retail. And I had been responsible for the coaching, mentoring, training, recruiting, everything that had to do with the people as far as that business went. And I really had a passion for the HR side of it and empowering individuals and helping with promotions and coaching and things like that. So my foot in the door position was to be a benefits advisor where we were offering the benefits to new hires for large global corporations. They would call us, we would walk them through what their options were, explain the meanings of different things, get to know about them and essentially enroll them into a plan. Well, Aon had acquired a very small company in San Francisco uh, 
named Senior Advisors, and Aon decided they were going to start a Medicare division. Well, I got the opportunity to help be a part of building that division from the ground up. This company was 16 people deep from owner to IT guy, and now we're on a global platform. So building trainings, building CRMs, building teams, and really, you know, pulling everything in for a major call center was that was super exciting for me to be a part of. And that's where I got a ton of experience and it just fueled my passion for insurance for one, for helping others, especially the senior market, as well as bringing individuals on that maybe had never even, you know, spoke the word insurance to get them licensed, train them appropriately and watch them be successful. So Aon actually moved me from Chicago to Houston, which is maybe where some of that pushback in my email that too came from, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> and came over here to Houston. There you go. <laughs> because I like it. I like it. <laughs> we, uh, we got so big that we ran out of real estate in Chicago. So we had to open up our, one of our sister sites down here and they brought me here to train and get that site up and going. Now, after the busy season had ended, they decided to shut back down this site and go back to Chicago so that they could really get everything up and going on the platform. We got through one selling season, but there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff that really needed to happen. So they're like, all right, Tiffany, well, come on back. It's time to go. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I just upped my life after 30 years, came back down to Houston, single mom with my son, got him all established. I'm not going back. So I don't know if it, if it wasn't this opportunity that brought me to Texas, something did. So here I was after having built this call center for a global company, I decided to take my severance, take some time off and figure out what it is that, you know, my next path was going to be. So after that, I had had the opportunity to go to a several different call centers and help them build their own very brand new insurance division. Again, walking through the certifications and all the requirements and building walls with secret, you know, passageways to get in because of HIPAA laws and all kinds of things like that. So I had done that for two companies and the last company that I had worked for, I was there for three years. And as soon as I got the insurance department up and going, there, they had said, all right, thank you for your time. You know, we no longer need you. And they laid me off, which was cool because now it was my time to work for myself. I've been working around the block, helping everybody build their own insurance businesses, build their own businesses. And now it was my time to do it. Thank you for that experience. You know, it's, it's a stepping stone. And sometimes you don't realize that until you look back from where you are dealing with those feelings of struggle and failure. I started doubting myself and I started really frustrated which I know happens to a lot of agents that are especially starting out, but also those seasoned agents that have been in the business for a while and burn themselves out, you know, or their old ways aren't working anymore because times are a changing, that kind of stuff. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. I, I was a different person back then. Maybe things are, are changing and maybe it's this and maybe I'm not selling correctly and maybe I'm not marketing appropriately. And I remember uh, he said one day I, I was just so like down on myself. I mean, we hear no all the time, right? It's a emotional roller coaster. And no matter how beat up you got on that last call, you got to pick up the phone with a smile on your face and the chipper sound in your voice and do your thing. Well, eventually it starts to take its toll on you. And one day I picked up the phone to do a presentation with a client. And I literally said to myself out loud, they're not going to buy. And that was the moment that I put the phone down, I pushed my laptop across my desk and I was like, hold on. Because this whole time I had been thinking, selling insurance sucks. This isn't fun anymore. These clients suck. My leads suck. The program sucks. You know, you name it. 
I mean, we have our moments where we all play the blame game, right? So that was We've my all done it. <laughs> exactly. And I think that people listening to this will resonate with that because if you're listening to this and you have not done that before, push your laptop back, say, forget it, you know, I suck or you suck or this industry sucks, then, you know, you're not normal. Exactly, exactly. And that moment was so pivotal for me because I literally could almost feel the heat of the light bulb over my head. And I was like, wait a minute, selling insurance doesn't suck. I do. It was me. So I realized that all of the weight and the ugly that I was carrying with me from feeling like a failure and all the past baggage that I brought back into this business with me was really impacting my ability to help people. And I like most that are in the insurance business, you're in here for three reasons. You want to help people, you want to control your financial freedom, and you want to control your schedule. I wasn't able to do any of those because I was so stuck inside my head. And the, my main issue was I couldn't help people. And that's all I wanted to do. That's why I got into insurance. That's where my story started, helping people, growing people, educating, fueling them with knowledge, allowing them to go out there and do what they do. And because I wasn't able to do that, I realized that there was something that I needed to change within myself. So getting back in the insurance industry, you wanted to come at it from more of a sales coach perspective, not selling to the general public. Well, this is the moment that actually changed my direction. So I went in back in full time as an independent agent selling, selling to clients, marketing to clients, selling them policies. And as soon as I had that moment, I was like, I am not the only person that feels like this. And I know it. And in all the conversations I've had up to this point, it's, it's a fact, you know, like you said, it, it's in a roller coaster. We're all making those excuses. We take it out on our family. We skip meals. We're not sleeping. You know, we're doing that windshield time or putting in 19 hour days. What for what, you know? And so that was the moment that I realized that it's not just me that, feels this way. I have seen the industry. It, it's a revolving door, Heath. It's a revolving door. And we've just become so acclimated to that idea that it's normal for agents to come in and try. They flounder they're, or they're treading water, right? <laughs> they're one of the two are jumping out of the pool or they're treading water. And you can only throw them so many life vests and rings and things like that to help them. And what happens is they give up and they leave and they give up, they're giving up on themselves and they're giving up on the industry. But most importantly, they're giving up on the opportunity that clients have to work with them because these are amazing people that got into the business to help. And now they're not giving themselves a chance and they can't help people anymore. So right. That was my moment. I realized, you know what? It's not just me. I need to, I need to do something and I need to get back to my groove with mentoring and, and start helping others out and realize their full potential. And so that's where your empowerment strategies came from was yeah. this whole story. And that's a great story. And again, I'm so glad you pushed back on me. We had, we had a pretty heated email guys. And uh, I'm glad that you did because you're right. And um, okay. So before we get anything, I got to ask you a quick question. Yeah. Tell me and tell us what is, what's your title or what do you call yourself? What are you coach? Are you a mentor? Are you, what, what do you, what's your title at your empowerment strategies? Well, one of the cool things about being your own business owner is that you can make up fancy titles. So I am an agent performance strategist. 
And okay. that is my, that's my fancy way of it's life coaching, business coaching, and mindset coaching, but not a lot of people get what that means. So because of my experience in the industry and what it is that I do is that's where that flow comes from. And it, and the business name empowerment, that it's a powerful word within itself. And that's how I want agents to feel. I want them to have the strategies in place in order to feel empowered to go be the best versions of themselves. I gotcha. So people that are listening are probably thinking, what in the world did y'all fight about? And what did you push back on? So as, as I mentioned earlier, uh, and, and you guys that are loyal listeners that listen every week, I give out my email address and I ask for feedback and I ask for people to tell me, you know, what they feel about the show. And, you know, one of the things I hear the most from you guys, the audience is you want to know the latest and greatest tips and strategies, or you want to know the latest tech or the, the latest and greatest things that are out there and strategies that you can sell more. And I get it. And I want to bring that to you. However, Tiffany came to me and was like, there's more than just, strategies and marketing ideas there's more than just filling your pipeline there's a whole psyche behind it and there's a whole psychology that really needs to be focused on and again we pushed back and forth a little bit but the more she talked to me you know it started to make sense i think it'd be a good thing for you guys to listen to so again as you were getting into this a little bit tell me okay so one of the other things i hear a lot uh, of feedback from my clients as well as my podcast listeners is I don't like cold calling because cold calling is terrible or uh, I don't like to knock on doors uh, because of a fear that I may have, or I'm not good at it, but you would say otherwise, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and that is what happens a lot. That's the majority of, of the, I don't want to call them issues, but the opportunities that I deal with with my clients is, couple reasons behind that is that lack of confidence, that fear, that doubt and making excuses comes from, I would say, two main reasons. One would be limiting beliefs. And that term is what it sounds like. Limiting beliefs is if your belief is so small or you have a certain thing that you think or feel about yourself or the world around you, it impacts how you think, how you feel, therefore how you act and the results that you have. So if you believe that you are not worthy, if you believe that you are new and don't know enough about your product, if you believe that you're not good at marketing, if you believe that people are going to be looking at a pimple you have on your face, whatever it might be, what you believe becomes true. So the more we're telling ourselves these awful things about ourselves and our inabilities or inadequacies and where we're lacking, the more we're just going to project that and portray that. And that's where agents might fall off. Now, on the flip side, self-sabotage is another reason why people are not performing the way that they need to and not doing things like cold calling. I hear this a ton. So you've got your limiting beliefs and self-sabotage. One form of that is called imposter syndrome. That, again, is what it sounds like. You feel like a fraud. You're newer into this business or you don't feel like you're successful in this business. So you might have that moment where you pick up the phone and tell yourself they're not going to buy <laughs> because you right. feel like you're not projecting properly or you don't have confidence and you're too scared. You're too to young pick, or you're yeah. too old or what are they going to get out of me? I just started or I'm the old man. I've been around too long. I can't do this anymore. I'm too old school. Keep going. I'm with you. Exactly. Yes. Or there, that's another point too, that you have these agents, regardless of their tenure. I mean, again, I had this epiphany 10 years into the business that you have 
agents that are comparing themselves to others. You can't be here for three months and look at someone who's been doing this for 30 years and kicking back on the beach somewhere, collecting residuals and running a team and be like, why am I not there yet? Especially with this generation that we have right now where they're expecting that instant and immediate gratification, they're not seeing it and they start pointing fingers. So you're comparing yourself, that's a form of self-sabotage. Procrastination is another. This right here, Heath, is the number one thing and you cannot tell me you don't do it too. <laughs> so we had talked about insurance agents, we work 19 hours a day and we feel so busy and important and oh, we have all the things that we need to do. Tell me, Heath, how many of those 19 hours are actually productive? And what we you know, at least, you know, I, that's a good question. And, <laughs> and I don't have an answer because, you know, it's definitely not all 19. See, what we tend to do is fill those hours with work that makes us feel busy, which is essentially a trauma response. So going back to those limiting beliefs, and I know trauma sounds pretty, you know, it's a big word, right? But it's a trauma response that we are overcompensating for where we feel we're lacking. So Keith, I'm not going to pick up the phone and make those phone calls because real answer is I'm terrified, but you're my manager. So I'm not going to tell you, I'm just not going to do it. Because I have all this other stuff going on over here and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to tell you all the things that I'm doing so that you understand why I'm not over here making calls and not making activities that are going to generate an income and revenue to me and your business. Um, I'm messaging people on Facebook. I'm doing this. I've got this client. Oh, I've got, I have 20 people I need to follow up with. I can't possibly call new clients. And it's all these excuses that we're making, but that's a form of procrastination by making ourselves too busy or feeling like we're so busy looking for things to do. And that is just overcompensating for why we don't want to do what we're doing. Another example of limiting belief, if you can believe it or not, is fear of success. People don't, as much as they say they want that big house and the car and those vacations and all that, fear of success actually holds you back just as much as fear of failure. Because there's individuals, again, that regardless of their reason that happened way back in their childhood for why they feel unworthy or they don't deserve happiness, whatever, whatever that belief is, they don't do things on purpose. Again, no matter how much they want the results from these money-making activities, they don't do them because now if they're number one agent for that week, they're getting all kinds of attention and they feel like, oh gosh, now I have to be consistent. What if I'm not consistent? So they're scared to succeed just as much as they're scared to fail. Right. And I, I haven't heard that one before, but that's good. I, I'm with you on that. Okay. So let me ask you from a different perspective for a minute. Um, Let's see where this goes. Uh, so if I'm agency owner and I've got five producers um, and I need, I've got a couple of them that are just not cutting it. And guys that are listening, you've been there before. You've got these agents in your office or these CSRs in your office that just aren't cutting it because of some of these things you're talking about. What can I do as a manager to, to help them with this psyche or to help them with what you're talking about? Um, there's a couple things. So number one is be aware of the concept that it might be something other than the efforts that you are making for them. I have no doubt in my mind that every agency owner has such a strong belief that if I deliver this sales training and this marketing training and this product training, that my agents are going to be successful. So number one is just be aware of the concept. It could be more than that. The agents need more than that. 
Number two, understand you don't have to be the one to do that. You don't have to be the shoulder. You don't have to wipe the tears. Number one, that is, that is number one. Number two is start to, now that you're more conscious and cognizant of that, recognize the signs. Because I'm going to tell you, we have, we're in an industry with a bunch of type A salespeople or so we think. So unless they need something, they're going to come to me. Otherwise, everything's cool. Maybe they just don't want to do it. Maybe they're lazy. Maybe they're, they lack discipline. Maybe I need to bring them into the office because they clearly can't work from home because they're not getting anything done. Stop thinking those ways and think about maybe there's something else that's going on. But again, they don't have to be the ones to be responsible for their agents as far as that goes. There is other options out there for them. And number three is don't give up on them because they're giving up on themselves already. You don't think this feels good when they're not making sales. They know they're not making sales. They know they're failing. They know that they're starting to bottle back up. They're starting to spend less time and put less effort, and they're starting to resent the business. So the last thing you want to do is be that last nail in their coffin because I, you know, I, can, I can ask you how much time and energy, therefore money spent, whether it's handed out or not, time is money, right? How much time is spent in terms of the agency owner themselves or that mentor agent that they teamed up this struggling agent with, how much time is spent trying to get this person trained to just say, this isn't what you're cut out for. Here's a door. Go back to your nine to five. And you bring up a good point. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, you're right. And you bring up time and time is money. And when you do let go of that agent, as you're saying, prematurely, whether it's a 90 day probationary period or whatever that arbitrary number may be, that time that they, you know, spent on that, you're saying, you know, the, the turnover rate, we both know this, the turnover rate's way too high. And then there needs to be a change in our industry. My number one mission is to change the industry through changing the way that we're thinking and changing the actions, behaviors, and thoughts of the agents themselves. So surprisingly, we lose 30% of our agents within the first three months, 30%. Now, whether you have an agency that's five deep, like what we're talking about in our example here, or it's 500, 30% of your agents are going to leave in the first three months. That's when they need you most. Now, 83% of your agency are leaving within three years, 83% in three years. Now the average insurance- That's agent, a big number. Yeah, that's a huge number. That's huge. Those are the ones that are still treading water and they're stubborn and they're, and they're leaving do this. <laughs> right, I'm with you. And so you're saying they're 83%, that's just not leaving on their own volition. That's leaving either they were fired or they quit. Right. Leaving regardless on their terms or on your terms, because still they're costing you money. They're still in your book. They're bringing down your team averages and all kinds of things. Again, they're taking time from your team so that you're coaching, mentoring and pairing them up with agents. So yeah, regardless of their reason, that's the turnover percentage. Now the average agent as of 2019 in the United States makes about 52,000, regardless of the line insurance agents in America made 52,000 on average. Okay. So you obviously got your newbies and we got us veterans. The average cost to an agency to lose an agent is 21% of that agent's salary. So let's say you have an average agent who's producing at 52,000. They leave you. You just lost 21%, which is $10,900. So you're literally watching 11 grand worth of time and money to get this agent from at your desk when you said you're hired to out the door. 
$11,000. That's just the monetary value, not to mention the time that you've spent coaching and training them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. On the things that, again, they are important, but they are not the only things that are important. So we, we can continue to, maybe you need help with sales. Maybe you need, I really need you to get on the phone. Here's a script for you. All the things are sometimes not the only things that these agents need. But again, they're not going to tell you. So being aware of it and being conscious of the fact that it's a deeper problem. Now, I'll tell you, in some of the market research that I've done, I've heard things like, maybe they're just not cut out for this. I've heard they need to go back to their nine to five. I've heard confidence comes with time. I've heard knowledge builds confidence. Now, while some of these are partially true, that's not all there is. And I actually have chills right now. That's how important this is to me because there's so much more than that. And it pains me to hear these agency owners that do have that mentality. I'm not an adult babysitter. I've heard that. That's not what they need. They just need, this is not an easy business. I mean, it's not an easy business. No, it's certainly not. And that's the other thing I would say. Okay, so I'm loving where you're going with this and I get it. And this is part of my pushback. So we'll do this live on the air. We'll see how this goes. So I get it. If I'm the manager of this agency and I've got this guy that I want to let go or he's struggling or whatever it may be, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a coach necessarily or a, you know, a mentor or I don't have the knowledge you have in there. Would you suggest they have some certain book readings or go to church or tell them to, you know, again, I'm not a coach and I don't have access to a coach. What do I do? Exactly. So find a coach. <laughs> Again, be aware of the concept. Whether or not me, I happen to specialize in agents because I was one. Any life or business coach would, would be fine. So even a mere suggestion, you know, you have a, a someone who's struggling with their marriage, you say, maybe you need to go some counseling, you know, something like that. But <laughs> right, <laughs> I don't expect but they don't have access to a coach. If they don't yeah. think that way, right. uh, I'm going to definitely give you an opportunity to give your contact information at, at the end of that. No big deal. Yeah, but no. again, are there certain books that you'd recommend or is there certain, like, like I said, a, a church or go talk to your mama? What would you tell people? Well, in all honesty, I mean, there's a ton of books out there. There's a ton of programs that are out there that are, there are professionals, you know, there's Tony Robbins for Pete's sake. There's a ton of resources, YouTube, that you can find. You can bring in trainers on certain aspects. Just make sure they're the right aspects. So the problem with focusing solely on here's a great book that will help you with sales is, you know, the second you hand that book over, 95% of those agents are not even going to crack it up. It's going to be in the trunk of their car and they're never going to collect collect dust on their shelf. You're exactly right. Yeah. They're not going to look at it. And even, even agents that pay for those kind of one and done type programs, they so quickly go back into their old ways. I mean, you've probably done it. I know that I've done it. I've put a couple hundred dollars worth of an investment into a program I thought was going to change my life. And it right. probably would have if I had done something with that knowledge and information that I paid for. But I didn't, right? And so that's why my recommendation is to really get that one-on-one accountability with someone that does know. And if your limitations, so to speak, are to pair them up with some type of mentor, really just make sure that you're focusing on what that agent actually needs. But create that environment where they feel comfortable enough to communicate what those needs are as well. That's super huge too. You don't know what you don't know. And if they don't feel comfortable communicating because of pride or shame or whatever it is that they're feeling, you're not going to be able to help them and they are going to leave. If you don't open those, that open line of communication, you're never going to know why they walked out the door either. 
you don't know how to change. You can't improve it as you're spending now more time and money recruiting new agents and hoping they stay. Change in the industry. You said that's something you stand on. I want to hear more on this. Why you pushed me so hard on this? Because <laughs> I'm with you, and I, and I love that you did this. And I, I want you to talk to more about your change in the industry and what you think that looks like. Yeah, my my vision is to, and I don't have a set number. It's just creating awareness is where it starts. I don't have a number yet, and as soon as traction, you know, starts picking up, and and I'm able to impact more agencies and lives throughout the nation, uh, maybe I'll have a number for you. But my passion is to change the industry a couple ways. One is to stop accepting the high turnover rate. Two, realize how high turnover rates are impacting your business, whether that be your agency itself or your actual book of business that you're still trying to manage. So how it's impacting your your business as far as that goes, how it's impacting reputation. Are other agents going to want to come in if you're being blasted on glass door that oh, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. All of of these items are what is super important to me that agency owners start thinking about and stop accepting. By doing that, they don't have to spend as much time with recruiting. They don't have to spend as much money with recruiting and more training and more handholding for those newer agents, and they can actually start growing. So what I've set out to do is to make sure that that awareness is spread as far as I can spread it so that you can have some tools in place or ideas in mind, something in your back pocket or in your arsenal that you can offer to your agents that you don't have to personally do. And even if it's not me, just be aware that there's something else going on. That way you can actually attract agents, retain them, and they produce. That's the biggest thing. It's one thing to bring them in the door. It's one thing to hang on to them. And you can either have the agents that are treading water or you can have ones that are swimming laps around you. And I prefer the ones that are swimming laps. And that's what I want to help create. And by having a program or that concept or that knowledge and even that conversation in, in the interview, hey, I understand this is a roller coaster. We have resources for you. Or we, that helps so much because that right there is what's going to open the door for when that agent hits that three month mark and they're like, hmm not sure if this is for me, but they know they can say, Hey, Keith, I remember when our interview, you had mentioned that you might have something for me, or even if it is a book, anything, just sure. the understanding. So as you talk about developing this, you know, this program possibly, or, you know, your vision on this, does it look more like working with the managers to, to work with their people or does it look, look more like working with the actual agents themselves? Or do you see something totally different to where you see in 10 years, every agency has a mentor or a coach on staff that they can go to an HR person or whatever it may be? Well, for me personally, what I'm working on and I would like to see kind of spread and eventually build a team once we get this, this message out there is I connect with the agency owners. That's where I like to start. And what my concept is, is, I'm being brought in around that three month mark. So every agent that they have in that time frame can go through my program. I call it the power program. We talk about goal setting. We talk about those overcoming belief, limiting beliefs that we talked about. We go through creating a winning strategy. So your routine, your time management and all that good stuff, self-sabotaging and kind of tying it all together. Give them little exercises. So they go through that program as kind of a little refresher. And I don't mean refresher about sales, training, marketing, and products. Again, 
this is your time out. This is your time off, you know, take, take a breather and okay, let me find within myself so I can start clearing out this gunk, clear my head and show up for my business every single day. So being part of a new hire program, so to speak, have them come through there. But the real magic is with the one-on-one. So I do work with agents one-on-one, whether it be through their agency or they just find me on Facebook or what have you, working with them one-on-one. Or if an agency has an a, a single agent that might need some help, for sure, I'll work one-on-one. So I do, I do connect with individual agents or teams. They go through that program. If the agent want to, wants to continue to work with me or one of my contacts, then they can do that moving forward. Okay, so it's more of an onboarding type deal and then ongoing from there. And so I, uh, I like that. And uh, I think that's good. I'm glad you shared that. And I think that that is something that, you know, every agency probably has at least one or two people in there that, that deal with some of the things you're talking about. And, you know, for me, luckily, I don't know if it was just because I'm a second generation insurance guy or what it is. I never had the issue with talking to people <laughs> or with, with cold calling, but I have my own psychological issues. And so is there issues beyond the sales that you work on? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I choose to specialize in insurance agents again, because that's my background. I've been there, done that, the methods and, and whatnot that I have learned and collected and practiced on myself is actually what got me from making three digit paychecks one week to five five digit months after that. So I just prefer to work with individual insurance agents. I can, any issues, everybody has issues for lack of better terms that they're dealing with. Everybody has beliefs about themselves in the world. Other things that it is that they're dealing with, but for sure. Yeah. So what you're saying is you're not a psychologist or a counselor. You're just coming in to help them turn that light on. Like you had turned on for you personally and uh, you work more with sales side of it and getting them over those psychology fears of limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, and some of those other things we talked about. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. Um, your empowerment strategy is the business that you and your partner have. And um, I love your title, Agent Performance Strategist, correct? So yeah. um, these agents can call you and work with you on that should they choose to, or find a coach in their own town or whatever it may be. I get it. Um, and with COVID going on, we've all learned we can work remote. So you could set up zoom calls with people or whatnot. Um, so here in just a few minutes, I want to have you give out your contact and give your information. I did not. And this is another reason, you know, you and I talked about this. I didn't want this to be a sales pitch for you, but as you're talking, you know, I, I could tell you have a passion. And we can all hear that um, is maybe something that all of us can talk to you about. So I do want that to be something for you. So I'll do that. But before that, man, I'm going to ramble for a minute while I give you time to think about this. Um, my audience knows at the end of all my shows, uh, I'm going to hit mute. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to hit mute and I'm going to let you talk about anything you want to for three or four minutes. Inspire us or you could engage with us or you could you know, uh, inform us on something that you're doing right now. I want you to take some time to do that and go. Wow. <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing. So my, my way to inspire the audience, which again, that's why I do what I do is to help people understand that they are perfect, whole and complete. Everything that they need to be who they want to be 
or be where they are or have what they want to have is already within them. What's important is just understanding that you don't have to do things alone. You don't have to beat yourself up about it. There is help. And even if you don't seek help, there's tools out there that you can use to really start peeling back the layers within yourself. You just need to be willing to understand that that's something that you need to do. It's not easy because it's kind of a woo-woo fluffy concept. And at the same time, it takes so much more strength to say, hey, something's going on. Hey, it's not insurance that sucks. It's me. And to look inside yourself because as soon as you do that, you can pull so much potential out of you that you've had in the past and kind of got mucked up or that you never realized that you had. And there's a concept that from Natalie Ledwell, and she talks about how typically we run, 99% of people run on what's called a have-do-be paradigm. If I only have great sales, then I could do these amazing things and then I would be happy. And that's all any of us ever wants is to be happy. So if you take that time to really work within yourself and reverse that paradigm where you learn how to just be happy and you practice gratitude and realizing the, the accomplishments that you've made instead of focusing so much on your detriment or your inadequacies as far as you see, start being the person that you want to become. Be that person now. And it takes practice and focus to get past those limiting beliefs and self-sabotage. But if you can be that person, then you can start doing the things you need to do, like making cold calls or doing the door-to-door or marketing yourself on social media, not worrying about if you sound silly or your eyelashes are messed up. Who cares? Start doing those things with happiness, with joy, with energy, with the passion, with confidence. So then you can have all of the things that you're saying that you want in the first place. It doesn't work the way that we've been doing it. We need to flip that around. It is possible. And let me tell you guys, starting from the be, do, have paradigm, it's so much more fun along the way. It's so much easier. And instead of pushing yourself into failure and burning yourself out, flow into success. Look at you. I love it. Um, and I appreciate, yes, we were doing that the whole time, but I'd still like to not ask the question. I want to let you take it and turn it wherever you want to go with it. And, uh, I appreciate you doing that. And I think the audience will too. And I really do hope and, and pray that, uh, people listening to this have, uh, have gotten some good content that helps them out and added value to their day to day. And, um, I would like to give you a few more seconds here to uh, give your contact info out, um, email, phone number, Instagram, whatever you want to say. You know, take a few minutes, give your contact out, and we'll wrap this sucker up. Sure. And I do want to say, I know this isn't typically the, the way that your show goes as our back and forth. And I do appreciate you letting me come on here and share my passion and create awareness. That's super huge to me. So I do appreciate that. If anybody's interested in reaching me directly or I can get you with any one of my partners, my phone number is 832-422-5832 or you can reach me on Facebook at Your Empowerment Strategist. I also have a Facebook group that is specifically for agents. As he said, you know, it, it, it's with everybody, not just agents, but I urge you to visit the group. Selling insurance doesn't suck. And like I said, I have that name right there because that's exactly what I told myself and that's what your agents are telling themselves, but it doesn't. Sometimes it might be them. 
There you go. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. I'm glad we've become friends. And I'm glad that uh, my audience has gotten to know you. And uh, just goes to show if you are listening and you do want to give back feedback, whether you're blasting me on email or you just, you know, want to tell me something, you know, that I need to change or do better, you know, this goes to show. I got Tiffany on the show and I really think she added some great value and some great content. Thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you again soon. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much, Heath. Guys, thank you so much for checking out my show today and listening to my conversation with Miss Tiffany Greist. I really hope that the content we put out added value to your day today. Again, I appreciate all the downloads and subscriptions and everything you do for me. This show wouldn't be possible without you. This show also wouldn't be possible without my friend Ryan over at Ready, Set, Podcast. He does such a great job, and he can do the same for you. If you've got an idea for a show, he does all the recording, the editing, the publishing. He gives you great advice. You just got to reach out to him. He's awesome. You can find him at GetReadySetPodcast.com, or you can find him on Facebook or Instagram. GetReadySetPodcast.com. That's the new URL. Check it out. Ready, set, podcast, turning your brilliant idea into a reality. Thanks again, guys, and I'll see you next week.